We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name, of course, is Rob Lauder, and I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks listening right now. And I need to uh, I need to start the podcast off with a little bit of a flex, if you don't mind. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, or even if you haven't been listening to, for, to me for a while, I'm not a big ego guy. I don't like to brag. I don't like to necessarily talk about myself. Uh, Hopefully, at least that's how I feel like I am. You know, hopefully it's not just completely contrary to what you guys have been hearing for the last few years. But, you know, it's just it's just never been my thing. I don't think I'm that interesting. And I don't like talking about myself. But I'm going to hit you with a flex right now. A little bit of a flex. Now, if you guys are on social media, particularly Twitter, which I believe probably most of you listening are, and, you know, I feel sorry for you, along with feel sorry for myself. Twitter is a horrible place. But in the great and phenomenal words of Dave Chappelle, I heard they drug me on Twitter, but I don't give a shit because Twitter's not a real place. <laughs> I, I love that, man. I died. But anyways, if you're on Twitter with me, I'm very positive that you have, for the last, I don't know, two or three months, been seeing those stupid green and yellow and gray squares constantly popping up from people playing the game Wordle. Wordle. Yes, it's called Wordle. That should tell you what kind of start we're on right now. And if you have not played Wordle, it's very simple. Okay. It pops up five columns and five rows, I believe. And you are guessing a five letter word. So you essentially have five tries to guess this five letter word. And for every letter you get right, it'll give you a Actually, I'll, I'll rephrase a little bit. For every, for every letter you get in the right place among those five squares, it will be green. For every letter that is in the word but it's not in the right place, you will get yellow. And then if the letter isn't in the word at all, you will get gray. And then it pops you down to the next row, and you got to guess your five again. 
And if you, you know, you get a letter right, it'll turn green. If you get, you know, same thing. So I just got so damn tired of seeing these posts over and over and over and over. And it, it, it took me months to even realize what the hell it meant until one of my students, God bless 12 year olds, decided to show me how the game worked. And I, and it really, really me just breaking down. I was like, all right, show me how this damn game works. Obviously I didn't say that word cause they're 12, 13 year olds. And so one of them shows me, I was like, I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to give it one shot. I'm going to play this game one time just to say I've done it and I know what all of these people are talking about and the, what the constant posts are and people are acting like their Wordle results define their day. And so I, I had to give it a try. I had to try it. You know, Wordle. It's called Wordle. I have to try it once. So I get on there. I'm looking at this five letters. Now, I will preface this by saying that I do like to play word games. Like on my phone, you know, there's the ones where it's like a circle and it gives you all the letters and then you have to build the words and it turns into like some sort of a crossword puzzle. I do like to play those. So I'd like to think I have a decent vocabulary, a decent word word bank. So I'm looking at this thing and I'm just like, you know, because at the first guess, you really have no idea what to put. You just know that it's a five letter word. And... So I'm like, uh, I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, um, let's try trode. I have no idea why I picked the word trode, T-R-O-D-E, and it means to walk or to trample in. It could also be trod, and and so I knew the word. I'd heard it used before. I've used it every now and then. Uh, you know, it just seemed, always seemed like a funny word. So I was like, all right, let's try trode. And boy, Wordle hit me with four out of five green squares, meaning I had every letter in the right spot other than one, which is the D. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, this word is trove, isn't it? T-R-O-V-E, which like treasure trove. You know, I'm going to I'll look up the official definition for you right now. Trove is a store of valuable or delightful things, the museum's trove of antique treasure. And I checked all the other words in the alphabet. I'm like, let me look at all these other words and see if it could even be any of them. And it couldn't. So I typed in trove, T-R-O-V-E, and boom, that was the letter. So on the very first time, your boy jumped on that damn Wordle game, I put it behind me. It's over. I'm not playing that shit again. I, I guessed the word in two tries. You've been seeing all these people post their little grid and it takes them all five tries to get down to the bottom. You know, maybe it took them four tries and they're having a good day. Bitch, I got that shit in two tries on my very first play. And no, that ain't just getting lucky guessing the whole word on the first try. On my very first go around with this game, I put it in the past. That's it. Get it out of here. Take your wordle. Get it out of here. It's done. I don't need it. I posted on Twitter. I said, is this your champion? This is your game? Is, is there no one else? It was satisfying, folks. I, I, you know, you could hear it in my voice. I've been looking at those stupid colored squares for months. People acting like it defined their very existence. So I finally gave it a shot. And I crumpled it up and sunk it deep. Like, come on. So whenever you see anybody posting about their game, that game Wordle, and you see like, four or five rows of squares 
Just know that your boy, and you can check it on Twitter, it's on there, your boy only needed two rows. And he got four green on the first try. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. All right. So I've wasted six and a half minutes of your life talking to you about Wordle, and I apologize. I really do. But I felt like y'all would, you would be with me in that, you know, that I had your support in, in, in everything I just gave to you. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it, it, you didn't see it as a waste of your time. It's striking gold, man. We do whatever the hell we want around here. All right. So it is striking gold. So we should probably talk a little bit about the 49ers. Coming across my screen today, coming across our screens today was John Lynch drawing more TV interest. Now, I already kind of had this a little bit on my radar from when he was asked about it. There was another rumor right before him and Kyle Shanahan did their end of the year press conference. And John Lynch was asked about it. And rather than say, no, that's not true. I'm the 49ers GM. You know, this is where I am. He gave kind of a long drawn out answer in which at one point he said, from time to time, opportunities are presented. And I can tell you, and I can tell everyone that my commitment right now is to this organization. Does that give you confidence when you hear it? Now, I could be reading too far into it. Let me read that again. From time to time, opportunities are presented, and I can tell you and tell everyone that my commitment right now is to this organization. Maybe it's because of the way I'm saying right now. But to me, even when he said that, I was watching that live, and I I never was like emboldened with confidence in regards to his answer. And now it's come out that he's had discussions with Amazon about a TV deal and no deal came to life. Now, this is kind of all spurred by the fact that it came out today, today's Thursday, uh, February 24th, that Troy Aikman is leaving Fox and going to ESPN for a five-year, $90 million deal. That's, that's a little shy of $20 million a year to be their commentary. And I believe um, Tony Romo's deal was in the neighborhood of like $17.5 million. And that was only signed a couple of years ago. And so here Aikman is already, who I think he does a fine job. I've never understood the whole Buck and Aikman despair. I mean, I've always thought they did a good job. You know, maybe they're not always the greatest, but is are any announcers always the greatest? I don't know. I've just always thought they were right. So now Aikman's going to ESPN, Monday Night Football, getting paid almost $20 million a year. If that type of money is being thrown around by television networks, you can make... And, and when John Lynch was on television, I believe he was on Fox, he was really good. John Lynch was great in the booth. I thought John Lynch did a great job. So, and television networks know this. And now he's got even more clout behind him in the fact that he stepped in. He, you know, he was a Hall of Fame player. And then he stepped into the broadcast booth, did excellent, and then surprised everyone by coming the 49ers GM. And he's he, the, since taking over a downtrodden team in 2017, he and Kyle Shanahan have taken this team uh, to two NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl. And now he might go back into the TV booth. Like, he's coming at that with, with a, a resume. So, to me, it, I can see it. Like, I can see how... John Lynch would be probably near or at the top of the list of some of these networks. Maybe not at the top, but maybe number two. I don't know. But so I, the idea that John Lynch is, is these rumors keep 
popping up in regards to John Lynch doesn't surprise me. And I do give them a little bit of credence. I, I'm, I'm not dismissing them. Uh, John Lynch might. But, you know, there's another angle to this, too. Ever since the 49ers under John Lynch and that front office have started seeing success, and they've done well, and it's become clear that, for the most part, they know what they're doing. It wasn't a joke like some made it out to be when John Lynch was first hired. John Lynch has overcome that, and he's done a good job. Misses, hits, that's the life of the GM. But everybody's always looked at Adam Peters kind of like the guy. Like John Lynch is kind of running the show. Adam Peters is the engine. John Lynch is at the wheel. Adam Peters is the engine kind of deal. And Adam Peters has been getting a lot of interest, multiple interviews, second interviews with NFL teams. And so there's always been that talk about, well, John Lynch can take a vice president role and kind of run the organization for Jed York. And Adam Peters can step into the GM role. So there's kind of that dynamic too. Would the 49ers be that upset if John Lynch went back to television? Now, again, in no way am I saying that John Lynch should do that. Because I feel like he's done a great job. He, along with Shanahan, has built this team into a bona fide contender. No, you can't dispute it. All right? So, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I think there's something there. Do I think it's going to happen this year? No, I don't think so. I'd be surprised. Very surprised. You know, I think we all would if that came across the headlines. Damn, there goes the 49ers GM. But would anybody be like super upset? Because obviously the next move would be for the 49ers to promote Adam Peters into that spot. And then things would just keep right on moving. You know, but maybe I'm not giving John Lynch quite his due. Maybe there would be a fall off. Maybe there would be, you know, a, a, you know, a void in the building as far as the way things go and the camaraderie that this team has built and the culture they've represented. Because John Lynch is an he's a GM, but he's you know, and, and GMs normally maybe don't involve themselves in the locker room as much, nearly as much as a head coach. But it's, John Lynch has never been that way. He's always been in the locker room. You can always find him in the locker room after a game, win or loss. And he was a player. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's endeared himself to some of these players. And having him in that building and having him as a mentor, being able to speak to him at any point, may be a big part of this organization. So I don't want to just dismiss John Lynch's presence as if the 49ers can move on to Adam Peters and not skip a beat. But I think that's what they'd do if it happened. Now... Again, I don't want to give it too much too much credit. Um, but it is interesting that it does keep coming up. And, and, and you pair that with John Lynch's answer in the first place when he was first asked about it. And I, when he was literally saying the answer, I, I didn't get any impression that he was very set on being the 49ers general manager. Or, or he wasn't open to the idea of going elsewhere. So that's just kind of the feeling I got. Just one of those things. So apparently, moving on, apparently, just like John Lynch's TV deals, TV rumors aren't going away, neither is the Tom Brady talk. And and I must admit, I must admit, at first I was like, get the f*** out of here. I just edited myself right there. That's not editing. I, I bleeped myself out with my voice. Um, 
I just I couldn't believe it. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, we had to listen to should Trey Lance start over Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it time for Trey Lance to come in? Jimmy Garoppolo is struggling. It's, it's time for Trey Lance. Trey Lance got a couple starts, especially in his second one against the Texans. Yes, I know it's the Texans. You know, we kind of had to listen to oh, is it is it Trey Lance this time? And then now we kind of get Jimmy Garoppolo's, you know, apparent exit is imminent. You know, the trade talks are all over the place. Jimmy Garoppolo's press conference where he essentially said goodbye. But now that 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 rumor is completely shifted away from this is now the Trey Lance era to is Tom Brady coming to the 49ers? You know, and, and, and at first I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Is this really where we're going to go with the 49ers and quarterbacks? I thought we were going to get some normalcy. I thought it was going to become, all right, let's see what Trey Lance has got. And we were going to overanalyze every throw, every practice throw, every game rep, every mistake. It was going to be fun. But now we've got Tom Brady. And the more I listened to, you know, my boys, Chris and Kyle over at Candlestick Chronicles, Matt Mayoko, Laura Britt over at 49ers Talk, BD Peacock and Eric Crocker over at Locked On 49ers. I try and keep my ears open and listen to all the amazing work that these other guys are doing. And, and it, you know, I can't not include. John Middlecoff and Guy Haberman, two of the best sports voices out there right now. Ain't it ain't close. They're outstanding. Listen to them if you don't. I've listened to everybody else's thoughts on this, and I've come to realize that maybe it's not as crazy as I thought it was. Maybe I was just exhausted for the from the constant, you know, constant quarterback controversy conversations. Kind of has a good ring to it. But it sounds like the Tom Brady thing is 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 at least has some has some some meat to it, you know. Matt Mayoko made the great point of saying that Tom Brady never actually actually retired. Now, has Tom Brady even ever used the word retired? And when you go and and it always struck people as odd that in his retirement social media posts, that he never mentioned New England or like in summed up his entire career. He just talked about Tampa Bay and thanked everybody in that organization. And like, I'm out. And I believe if you go back and read that post, I don't think he ever talked about retiring, which it would be weird considering everybody's just talked about the fact that Tom Brady's now retired. But if that is really has some substance to it. And that is significant. The fact that Tom Brady hasn't actually retired and Tampa Bay has not put him um, on the, even put him on the retired list yet. I believe, I don't think obviously they don't have to, it's the off season, Um, but they certainly have not lost control of his contract. So there's that to consider. But if Tom Brady is not retired, I know that he always said that he wanted to play till 45 or beyond. Don't think he's there yet. And what's funny is we've heard about how old Tom Brady is at least 32,000 times on a broadcast. And then right now, if you asked me how old Tom Brady was, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I believe he's 43, but it could be 42. Let me check. He's 44. I was underestimating. So, and he's from San Mateo, California, which is a big part of this. All right. So Tom Brady, who wanted to, rumoredly, we, we don't know for sure, but it was rumored that Tom Brady wanted to play for the 49ers two years ago before coming to the Bucks, And it wasn't just a want to play for the 49ers. It was a, 
I am ready to marry you right now. I will not talk to any other teams. I will not have a any discussions with other teams. There will be no free agency tour. I will come to San Francisco. I will be your quarterback and probably would do it on a very friendly deal considering who you're getting in the GOAT. And the 49ers decided to roll with Garoppolo. Now you have to go back and remember the season Tom Brady was coming off of. It was his last season in New England. It really did look like that was kind of it for Tom. Like he had kind of lost it. And then he goes to Tampa Bay and authors two of his best seasons ever in the NFL. Just outstanding seasons. And so it was a different time. Everybody was not. Now, I don't I don't blame the 49ers for sticking with Garoppolo at that time. I just don't. Okay. But now we know that Tom Brady still has it all the way. I mean, you go and you look at Tom Brady's stats from this last season, from this very last season, and they are mind blowing. You're talking about a guy, you're talking about a guy who still threw 719 passes. That is the most in his career by almost a hundred. He completed 67% of those for 500, excuse me, 5,316 yards, 43 touchdowns, and six interceptions. Like, there is no part of Tom Brady that has fallen off. Excuse me, not six interceptions. That is his touchdown percentage. 12 interceptions. Still ridiculous. Okay, still ridiculous. So there's no part of Tom Brady's game that has fallen off. That dude just played one of his best seasons in his career. It doesn't seem that crazy for him to be like, well, maybe I'm, or I got to say this right, I think we ain't done yet. It wouldn't be that crazy if Tom Brady did not retire when you look at his last two seasons. 40 touchdowns in 2020, 43 in 2021. That's 83 touchdowns in two years. At 43. Slash 44. So is it that when you look at that and you know this man is still playing at the top of his game and he knows that the 49ers entrenched starting quarterback is now out the door and consider this, I Tom, the 49ers are probably the only team in the NFL Tom Brady would play for. What does that sound like? Now, I, I understand that I may be going in too heavy on this, Getting giving just last week. I was like, come on, pump the brakes. No way. I still feel like there's a very, very slim chance this were to happen, as in less than 5%, if I had to put a number on it. But the more you kind of reel in all the details, it doesn't seem that crazy. You know, and the 49ers have Trey Lance. They traded up to get him. I felt I was impressed by what we saw on the field during the season. It was clear that he'd, he'd progressed from his start against the Cardinals to the Texans. Uh, he's going to get an entire offseason as a starter. I am 100% ready for the Trey Lance era. But if, if the 49ers could get one more season from Tom Brady, maybe two max. I wouldn't expect two. And, 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 the entire building is just enthralled with the expectations of we are going to the damn Super Bowl. You know, can you imagine the energy in that building? 
And even then, Trey Lance, he gets to learn from the greatest to ever do it for a season. It's cool to talk about. It's fun, guys. It's fun. Relax, relax. I, I can feel you getting all worked up through the microphone. But there's something there. All right. And I, again, I don't think it's going to happen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do think that there's a possibility that Tom Brady calls up whoever, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. It's like, hey, two years ago, you turned me down. How about now? And what would the 49ers even say? I feel like they'd be speechless. Uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, come on by. You know, like. John Lynch even said in his end-of-the-year press conference, when you're talking about the best quarterback to ever do it, you have to talk about it. And I still think that applies. So if Tom Brady, sitting around during the offseason, knowing no football is coming his way, starts to get a little itchy, and he calls up anybody anywhere near San Francisco and just asks what they're thinking, it would get real, real fast. Trey Lance or no Trey Lance? It ain't about Trey Lance. This is about Tom Brady putting on a 49ers uniform and going out there and writing the end of his storybook, you know, the conclusion to his story. A storybook ending, you know, <laughs> could be cool. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. Am I more receptive to the conversation? Still exhausted by it, yes, but more receptive, definitely. Okay, so you know it's it's worth talking about. Now, I would say this: if you're listening and you're willing to entertain it, don't sit there at home hoping every day that it happens. Don't treat it like that. Treat it like it's Trey Lance's time. But hey, maybe Tom might drop by. We'll see. Just don't. I, I would just be exhausted by the idea of of like sitting around hoping and praying for that to happen. 
It just seems exhausting. But hey, you want to do that? Go for it. But what I, in the meantime, what I don't have time for, what I don't have time for, and I've said this, I don't have talk for this Trey Lance is a ready shit. I, I don't know. I, I said I don't have talk for, I don't have time for this Trey Lance is a ready shit. I just don't. It just, it just doesn't sit with me. It doesn't fly. I don't have room for it. I don't. I just. I can't. I can't accept it into my, into my being that there are guys sitting around that haven't spent an extended amount of time in the building, that haven't probably paid as close to attention during his two starts as they should have, that are just banging a drum saying, "Ah, oh, Trey Lance. I don't think he's ready. He needs a lot more work." The first one was Adam Schefter, which obviously one of, if not the most respected name in the industry. So I'm not necessarily trying to just up and dismiss what Adam Schefter said, which with the the folks over at My Sports Update basically said that Trey Lance needs more work than people realize and that Jimmy Garoppolo could stay for one more season. Uh, <sighs> add on to that ESPN's Booger McFarland, who is known for his takes. I mean, used to be on Monday Night Football. He ain't there no more. He's known for his takes, and he's terribly concerned about the way Trey Lance played and his injury history, which involves a fractured thumb in the preseason from hitting his his, uh, his hand against the player's helmet against the Raiders. And then there's a slight knee sprain after his start against the Cardinals. Now, yes, that's kind of like two for two, but really? that You're worried about that injury history? The dude came in and lit it up against the Texans, played well, had two touchdowns, I believe, should have had three, holding call, brought it back. But I didn't see anything from Trey Lance that was terribly concerning. I'm just not buying this shit. I'm just not buying this. Trey Lance isn't ready. What does that even mean? What are you talking about he's not ready? You're at a point where there is no ready. It's your turn, and you're going to do the damn thing, and we're going to see how it goes. Like You don't just sit around and just continue to study and continue to work behind somebody and and just like and in the hopes that one day you're just going to press this button that just says, I'm ready, and you're going to come in and everything's going to go great. That's not how development is done. That's not how quarterbacks become great. Eventually, ready or not, your time comes, you step out onto the field, and you seize your moment, or it passes you by. And that is where we are with Trey Lance. 49ers drafted him third overall and gave up a total, including the pick, three first-round picks and a third-rounder to get him. This is not a player that you're just going to sit around and wait for the sky to open up and a beam of light to shine down, and this is where you should be, Trey Lance. And he steps out and claims his moment. That's not how this works. This is just like... I just don't understand why so many people are just going to sit around and say that Trey Lance isn't ready when Trey Lance is just as ready as any of those rookie quarterbacks that went at it last year. He's probably more ready than they are because he got a year to chill in the NFL, to absorb Kyle Shanahan's playbook, to work behind Jimmy Garoppolo, to get a couple starts and see how the whole thing works. Trevor Lawrence didn't have that. Mac Jones didn't have that. Justin Fields didn't have that. Zach Wilson didn't have that. And all of them struggled. But how many times did you hear somebody talk about how ready they were? They got out there and they did the damn thing. 
and it might not have always been perfect, but that's how it goes. You learn under fire, and then you make adjustments, and you keep rolling. The fact that people just want to keep knocking Trey Lance around saying he's not ready, and and he doesn't have to be ready. One, he doesn't have to be. Two, he's never going to be. You just go, and you do it, and eventually you mold yourself into what's ready. Trey Lance has an entire offseason coming his way as the starter. He's got an entire training camp coming his way as a starter. He's going to be studying Kyle Shanahan's playbook all offseason long. He's going to come in there. He's going to get all those reps with the starting offense against a terribly stubborn defense. And then he's going to get his full slate of preseason action. And then he's going to step his outs out there in week one and do the damn thing. And that will not always be perfect. He will make young quarterback mistakes. And I am looking forward to them. Because that is how the damn process works. And we don't just sit around talking about, oh, this guy isn't ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. I'm not ready. I used to be terrified of go-karts when I was a kid. I was not ready to drive one. My dad picked me up, sat me down in that seat, and said, press that pedal right there. And I just went, and took off. And I would go, vroom, and then slow down. And the vroom, and slow down. And I was like, whoa, this is too fast. But eventually, as I went around that track more and more, I slowly started pushing that gas pedal down a little bit more. And yes, I had a go-kart track in my backyard. Still there at my parents' house. And I slowly started pushing that pedal down a little bit more. Before I know it, that pedal was against the floor. We were flying And there was nothing that was going to slow me down. Now, that's go-kart racing as a kid. This is Trey Lance in the NFL against the hardest competition on earth. But my point being, sometimes you just have to sit in the goddamn seat and press the gas and see what happens. Like, you don't just sit around waiting for the most ideal conditions that have ever been crafted for a quarterback to to press the button, say you're ready, and get out there. That is just it's, it isn't how it works. Trey Lance is going to go out there. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to get hit. He's going to get hurt. He's going to take lumps. He's going to make amazing plays. He's going to make shit happen. He's going to learn from Kyle Shanahan. He's going to get yelled at by Kyle Shanahan, and he's going to develop into the quarterback that he is supposed to become. Whether that's bad, good, great, wonderful, goaded, I don't know. Don't care. But you're not just going to sit around and say, oh, I don't know if he's ready. I mean, is he ready? I don't think he's ready. That's just not how this works at all. I just don't have time for it. It just, I don't have time for it. Adam Schefter said Mac Jones was the guy for the 49ers. Now Trey Lance isn't ready. Mac Jones is with the Patriots. You tell me who you want to listen to. I'm going to go with Matt Mayoko, the most wrapped up in the 49ers beat writer that has existed for the last, I don't know how many decades, who said that he's been hearing nothing but great things from the 49ers about Trey Lance since about the middle of the season. I tend to lead more towards that. Now, of course, Matt Mayoko could be doing the 49ers a favor, which really, of course, I don't even see how that's a favor. But Matt Mayoko, the guy who's on the ground in the building, has heard good things. I tend to lean more towards that. And I'm not just going to confirm my own biases and what I want to think. I just, it's Matt Mayoko and he's earned my respect. I think he's earned all of yours as well. And then obviously when it comes to the possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo could stick around for another year, the dude already said goodbye. The dude already had his farewell press conference. That was emotional and well said. And and, and I loved it. And Jimmy Garoppolo was well-respected. And in his time for his ass to get out of this building and go be the unquestioned starter for another team because 
it's Trey Lance's time. And I think what Trey Lance will give you in 2022 is likely going to be better than what Jimmy Garoppolo gave us in 2021. And that's the way it is. That's that's how I feel about it. So it's Trey Lance's time. He's as ready as he's ever going to be. Jimmy Garoppolo has paid his dues. He's earned the right to go to another team and be the guy and not have to work you know, under the shadow of Trey Lance, Trey Lance, no matter how good of a job he did with that, which uh, impressed me. It, the dude is just as classy as it gets. But it, we're we're moving on. It, you're gonna you're gonna keep Jimmy Garoppolo in the building to compete with Trey Lance at the price tag of twenty five, twenty six million dollars? Don't think so. The 49ers would cut Jimmy Garoppolo because a trade didn't develop sooner than they would keep him on this season. Okay, and that's no slight to Jimmy Garoppolo. And on the on the you know on the on the topic of Jimmy Garoppolo, you know there was a report today from Jason Lockenfora that the interest in Jimmy Garoppolo and Carson Wentz was lukewarm. I think it was Carson Wentz. No, it might have been somebody else. I don't think it was Carson Wentz. The interest in Jimmy Garoppolo was. Let's just leave it at that for now. Let's just leave it at that for now. Um, was lukewarm while interest in like Carson Wentz. No, no. Okay. I was right. Jimmy Garoppolo and Carson Wentz is lukewarm while Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan have picked up a little bit of steam. Matt Ryan, that's a little silly. I guess he could be a, a reliable option that wouldn't cost much given where he is at in his career, which isn't the very, the twilight of it. Kirk Cousins, that, I mean, I, I could see that. I think he's got a, I think both him and Matt Ryan have a pretty crazy salary number coming up. And so that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. But with Jimmy Garoppolo specifically, I, I'm, it's harder to get a gauge for me on Carson Wentz. I mean, the guy's just all over the place. I would think opinions of him would be all over the, the place as well. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't expect his interest to be anything more than lukewarm right now. Now, there is a chance that a team wants to get ahead of everything and make their first move, see if they can get the 49ers to bite on their offer and get ahead of everybody else. But I don't expect Jimmy Garoppolo's market to warm up until other teams know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, maybe Tom Brady, and then Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he's in a little bit of a little, little, he's got his own situation, but he's gonna, I would assume he's gonna play for somebody. Maybe he won't if his legal issues persist, but there's a lot of quarterbacks floating around out there that might be changing spots. Now, do I think they'll change spots? Eh, not really. I think Aaron Rodgers will stay in Green Bay. I think Russell Wilson will stay in Seattle. I think Tom Brady will probably stay retired. I think a lot of that movement will be solidified, not before too long. And that's when when teams realize they can't aim for the stars with any of those huge options, that's when Jimmy Garoppolo's market is going to heat up. At least that's that's my take on it. That's what I think. I think the 49ers are going to get a second-round pick, and then maybe a little bit more. That's about where I think Jimmy Garoppolo's value sits now, and I think that's fair, especially if you're looking at a team that might be in the bottom half of the second round. I think a second round is more than reasonable. And maybe there's a little bit more added in there. I don't necessarily expect a player to get involved, but – that's about what I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo's trade market will dictate. Could they fleece somebody for a first? Maybe a conditional first, like it's a second rounder, but if he plays 60% of the snaps, 75% of the snaps, it becomes a first. 
something like that. I believe that's what the Carson Wentz trade was, something similar to that. I could very easily see that, you know, or instead, if Jimmy, if they want to get a first, you trade him for a future first and Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, that would me to me be like, that would be, uh, you know, the 49ers getting the better of that deal. But I do feel like Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value is solid. He's a, he's a, he's a reliable quarterback, middle of the pack, which a lot of teams need. No matter where they are, they can get it for a cost that's not going to break the bank, whether that's Jimmy Garoppolo's salary or uh, the draft capital they'd need to get up. And obviously, you know exactly what you're getting in the locker room. You're getting a well-liked player that's a leader and somebody that everybody can rally behind and appreciate and, and uh, you know enjoy his company. So I, I do expect there to be a pretty significant market for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think it's going to be stay lukewarm for that long. And I don't think the 49ers are really in a position where they have to settle for less. I, they're going to weigh their offers. They're going to take the best one. Or if the, if they absolutely just feel like they're not doing themselves in Jimmy Garoppolo any service in the fact that they, um, you know, they don't think the offer is is becoming of his stature, then they could just cut him and and basically say, well, now we're giving him the choice of wherever he wants to go. You know, we felt like the trade offers were not befitting of what we feel is is what Jimmy Garoppolo represents. So we decided to release him and give him the choice of wherever he would want to play and whatever team's willing to make an offer for him. So I don't think it'll necessarily get to that. I think the 49ers will probably get a decent offer for Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I could be off. Maybe it's less. Maybe the market never heats up and they have to take less and something in the mid-rounds. But I, I just don't see... Jimmy Garoppolo remaining with the 49ers for another year, let alone not drawing enough trade interest. There's plenty of teams out there that could use a Jimmy Garoppolo. And maybe, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo that we saw with the 49ers is not necessarily how Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play on another team. You know, if another team is, is has maybe, let's say they figure out Jimmy Garoppolo a little better, they figure out an offense that better suits his style. I, I mean, I feel like the 49ers work just fine. But maybe Jimmy Garoppolo gets better with another team. Maybe another team has more confidence in him than the 49ers did uh, when they selected Trey Lance. So there's a lot of different ways that this can go. And I just uh, – I don't think that that he's staying – that's the biggest thing for me is I do not think that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is sticking around for another season. He doesn't deserve that. He deserves, deserves to be the man on another team, and Trey Lance does not deserve that. Both of them handled themselves insanely well, given kind of just that awkward circumstance they were both put in. And it seemed like it benefited both of them. And now it's time to move on. And that just seems like the natural order of things. I, I just don't think it has to be something that gets weird. You know, you don't, nobody wants a relationship that gets weird. I don't think that's going to happen. So, all right. I think that about covers it. You know, I, I'm, you guys can feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Give me some information. When when do you guys like listening to podcasts the most throughout the week? Is a Friday podcast off the mark? Should I put it off a couple days and record on Sundays and get you guys first thing in the week? Um, do you like midweek? Wherever you guys, you know, hit me up on Twitter if you want and, and tell me what you're thinking. Or pop into the iTunes reviews, wherever you listen to the pod, pop into the reviews, leave a five-star review for your boy, but put in there, you know, hey, I like to listen to my pod on Monday and Wednesday morning. Whatever you got. I'm, I'm just willing to accept. Right now we're in a spot with, with striking Gold where I can kind of move it around a little bit. Play with it. It's just me and you. So so tell me, you know, whether that's on Twitter or whatever you want to do. Um, 
but I, I, I was kind of like flirting with the idea of moving it to earlier in the week, you know, especially while we're sticking to episodes once a week. But then I said, you know, it's kind of cool recording on a Thursday evening and it publishing on a Friday because I get to kind of sum up the entire week. Um, other than obviously Friday, cause it's published then, but you know, there, if there's some value to doing it at the beginning of the week, I could still do the same thing. I'm just doing it on a Sunday instead of a Thursday. And, uh, so I, you know, maybe that's even a, a, a truer summation of the week, given you're, you're truly doing recording the podcast at the close of the week on a Sunday for it to be come out Monday. So I'm thinking about it, just letting you know that there may be a time, whether it's next week or the week after where the podcast just uh, surprisingly pops up on a, on a Monday or a Tuesday morning. And instead of, you know, the usual Friday, but that being said, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to striking gold. Uh, thank you for supporting this podcast through all the years and all the different co-hosts shout out to, uh, Eric Crocker and Kyle Posey. Um, and yeah, you know, we're still, there's some movement going on in the background as far as possible co-hosts, guests, stuff like that. Okay. So it's not, we're not stagnating. This is not going to become the, uh, the Rob Louder show for, for years to come. Um, there's movement. Trust me. I'm always, you know, killers move in silence and, um, kind of on that note, but not really related. Terrible segue. Um, kind of my thoughts and prayers going out to, uh, everybody over in the Ukraine. Um, I don't really want to talk about that too much. Uh, it kind of just hurts my heart a little bit. Uh, I've seen some pretty horrific, uh, photos, videos of what's going on over there as Russia kind of imposes its will on that, uh, that country. And, uh, it's rough. It's rough to see. I'm not. I'm not gonna go too too much further into that. But just uh, if, if that's something that you feel necessary, then keep them uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers because uh, war is hell. War is hell. So uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you again for listening to Striking Gold. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Uh, I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold, and for another week, we are signing out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.